Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hey, this is Doc Washburn, talk show host at KARN, Mark's affiliate in Little Rock, Arkansas, honored to be filling in for the great one again. If you want to join the conversation, the number to call is 877-381-3811. You know, ever since the great Rush Limbaugh created this medium back in the late 1980s, one of the things talk radio hosts have tried to do is be a voice for the voiceless. That's probably you. If you've ever found yourself yelling at the news on television or radio, the Mark Levin Show is the show for you. Mark fights back against the liberal lunacy, the mainstream media, big tech, social media, and big government are always trying to force upon us. Mark Levin gives voice to the common sense ideas most Americans believe in that all too often are given short shrift in mainstream media, social media, and in the halls of our government. Those of us who have the privilege to fill in for Mark do our level best to carry on this time-honored tradition that he established many, many years ago. It is in this spirit that I want to share with you a heartfelt, emotional plea to President Trump from the great Tracy Beans, purveyor of the great news site, UncoverDC.com. Um, now, Mr. Producer, I, I did not test out the uh, the, the volume on this, so uh, so... No, no, you, you tell me. <laughs> I think it's going to be okay. I think it's the, – the, the, the clip itself is wonderful. It's just uh, does technologically challenged Doc know where exactly to have the volume, you know, on, on the mixer. But we'll, we'll figure it out real quick. Okay, all right. Here, uh, Tracy Beans put this out on Twitter today, and, and God bless her. Here it is. I hope that this message reaches its rightful recipient. Mr. President, my name is Tracy Beans. I am a wife, a mother, and I'm also an investigative journalist. I understand as well as the American people do, and I think I speak for millions of Americans right now, that we understand that you are surrounded by a den of vipers who do not have the best interests of the United States of America at heart or your best interests at heart either. We are still out here fighting, and we are the ones who matter. We know what happened on November 3rd, and now we just need to look at all these machines and prove it. We are asking, begging you at this point to do everything that you can do in your power to allow us the opportunity to get to the bottom of this fraud before January 6th. What do you have to lose? You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. We have been fighting so hard since November 3rd and even before so that the Republic of the United States of America can remain sovereign, that our elections will matter and have integrity. We are still here. We are still fighting. We support and we pray for you. 
you and we know how hard this is. But we are still here and we are what matters. At the end of the day, I know that every honest American out there really, really agrees that we need to get the bottom of this and the Electoral College needs to do the right thing as mandated under the Constitution. You can take that first step and do what you need to do to make sure that that happens. You have nothing to lose except the country. We love you. We support you. This is about much more than just this one election. And as the American people, we beg of you, please do the right thing. And if this one last opportunity doesn't expose the absolute abhorrent nature of the fraud that has befallen this election, at least you will know that you did everything in your power to get to that point. We love you. God bless you. And God bless America. Wow. That is the great Tracy Beans, purveyor of the great news site, UncoverDC.com. Tracy, thank you so much for that eloquent message of support for our president and our country. I know a lot of people in the Trump administration listen to the Mark Levin Show live on the great WMAL in Washington, D.C. I know that General Michael Flynn today already has uh, retweeted uh, Tracy Bean's tweet with that, uh, that video on it. So I hope we've been able to help you uh, get the president's attention today. What a wonderful message. Now, a little bit later in the show, I want to talk about what the president put on Twitter recently, inviting all his supporters to come to Washington, D.C. on January 6th. He said it's going to be really wild. And a lot of people think, well, you know, that's the day the Electoral College uh, votes are opened in Congress and the votes are really counted. And so maybe the president wants millions of people to come to Washington, D.C. to encourage uh, Republican members of Congress to do the right thing and to to, uh, protest, to object to electoral votes coming from swing states where there was a lot of fraud. And, you know, that may be. That may be. But I, I, I think there might be another reason. And I'll get to that in a little bit. Stick with me, and I will make it worth your while. All right, next I want to share with you a, a thread that one of my favorite columnists, Brian Cates of the EpochTimes.com and UncoverDC.com, put on Twitter recently. He begins by saying President Trump has been preparing the public for more than a year now for a major tectonic shift as to what the Communist Chinese Party has been doing to us through our own political class is fully exposed, including election fraud. And we have a clip from uh, Joshua Phillip, senior investigative reporter of the Epoch Times. Here he is. The Chinese Communist Party has a saying when it comes to their psychological warfare operations and other forms of subversion. Strangle you with your own systems. Wow. In other words, observing how different countries operate, what is controversial within their systems, how does their system function, how can we use those systems to twist things around, to cause chaos, to mess things up, to use it against them. You say you believe in free speech? 
will have protests in your own backyard calling you out. You say you believe in free press. Well, we'll start up state-run media in your country, and we'll use those state-run media to lie to your population, to spread our propaganda. That's what they do. You believe in free markets. How about we bring state-run companies that can sell below cost and put your companies out of business and take over your industries? That's what they're doing. Right? Strangle you with your own systems. And what is controversial in the United States? What is most controversial? Racism. This race narrative, they know they can use it. They've been doing it for a very long time. There are different groups, for example, Committee of 100 in the U.S., who every time a Chinese spy is arrested, they call it racism because they know it's what we're sensitive to. The Chinese military has a doctrine on this, the three warfares doctrine, psychological warfare, media warfare, and legal warfare. This is publicly adopted into their military doctrine. This is part of their military system. Now, what are these? Psychological warfare is not necessarily lying to you. Psychological warfare is altering how you interpret information. And so when you see a virus coming out of China, and people say this virus came out of China, if you call it the Chinese virus, they want to use this and twist it around and say it is racist if you talk about the origin of this virus. What is media warfare? Media warfare is the manipulation or control of outlets of information, not just news outlets, but say social media, online platforms, the ability to speak openly. Anything that would allow people to communicate would be a target of media warfare. And what is legal warfare? Legal warfare is a manipulation of international legal systems. The Chinese Communist Party, for them, this is adopted into their military code. This is war fighting to them. All right, you get that? Again, that was Joshua Phillip, senior investigative reporter of the EpicTimes.com. Okay, I want you to really remember what he said about how the Chinese Communist Party used a variety of non-military means to fight an actual war, because it will come in handy later. I'm telling you, stick with me, because I have an alternate theory for why the president has invited us all to come to Washington, D.C. on January 6th. It's going to be an interesting, interesting show today. And, and you know, I love when I have the opportunity to fill in uh, for the great one, and it's, uh, it's such an honor. Anyway, you want to get in the conversation, we will eventually get to callers at 877-381-3811. More coming up. Doc Washburn from Little Rock, filling in for Mark Levin. Mark Levin. As we enter the Christmas season, most of us stop to consider our many blessings. Well, Hillsdale College wishes to thank you for standing with them as they celebrate over 175 years of blessings. Since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive in Primus for free every month or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. Now, you know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money. This independence allows the college to focus on promoting its core purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, without any government interference. 
At no time in our nation's history has there been a greater need for the kind of classical liberal arts education that Hillsdale offers on its campus and nationwide. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the country. To learn more about Hillsdale College, visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. All right, Doc Washburn filling in for the great one, Mark Levin from Little Rock, Arkansas. Now, right before the break, right before the break, we had Joshua Phillips, senior investigative reporter of Epic Times, explaining how the Chinese communists use a number of different non-military ways to actually fight a war. All right, back to Brian Cates' thread on Twitter. Mr. Cates shares a video clip from the great Thomas Wichter. And Brian Cates says, pay attention and watch this video twice to make sure you grasp why this had to be done slowly. But lucky for you, the late radio listener, most of the video is written, so I'll share it with you, and you won't have to watch the video twice. Thomas Wichter asks if you remember old movies which featured scenes of pandemonium, mass hysteria by big crowds, followed by the comment, God love fiction, huh? Luckily, nothing like that would ever happen in real life, and then he has this. Hundreds of shoppers rush into a Los Angeles Costco this morning with this warning. Supplies are being rationed to keep up with the unprecedented coronavirus panic shopping. Customers run down store aisles at full speed and then quickly start loading up their cart. Whoops. See, that's the problem with tectonic change. Some people react to it with panic and apocalyptic butt-wiping marathons. So if you're going to set a tectonic change in motion, you have to ease people into it. When people panic, they not only start compulsively wiping their rear ends, but they also spread some really dumb disinformation. Uh, here's an example of that from Twitter. A guy said, just heard a particular radio show. I'm not going to give the guy any publicity. Say there was uh, 50,000 Chinese attacked by our military in Maine crossing the Canadian border. Fan on the radio said it was covered up by saying it was an earthquake. Any proof of this? Well, the guy really did say that. And by the way, there was a 3.0 earthquake in Maine. A 3.0 would be just strong enough tremor for you to just barely feel it. So, we'll ignore the fact that Chinese People's Liberation Army Ground Force has no deployable units. In all, of, in all of human history, nobody's ever killed 50,000 troops in one day. You might be able to do it by carpet bombing with fuel air explosives, but how would you hide the sounds of the bombers and the munitions? They are really, really loud. Now, this term alone gives away anyone who claims that we killed 50,000 Chinese troops on the Canadian border as one of dubious credibility. He links to the, the, the fringe radio guy. His website uses the term carrier battle groups. Okay, first of all, they're carrier strike groups, not carrier battle groups. Secondly, they're strictly offensive assets. To intercept ballistic missiles, the U.S. Navy uses Aegis BMD missiles. The Aegis Ballistic Missile Defense System detects targets and fires interceptor missiles. Carrier strike groups also don't hunt Ballistic missiles, submarines, 
We use attack subs, sensors, surface vessels, aircraft, and satellites. But tectonic change brings frantic behavior and belief in claims that can be debunked in seconds. So if a president plans on making a tectonic change, he'll first move the needle of public opinion. Before he makes a move that changes everything, he conditions us to accept that change is necessary. If he's a smart president, he gets people to begin demanding the tectonic change. Here's what he gains by taking a sweet time. First of all, what once was a massive risk now becomes a mandate to finally solve the problem once and for all by any means necessary. Secondly, the steady release of more and more compelling evidence prepares the general public for something they once would not have believed. Third, by pretending to be an impotent blow t- blowhard, the president fools his enemies into thinking they're safe because he's got nothing. As the radio commentator of yesteryear, H.L. Mencken, used to say, truth would click Truth would quickly cease to be stranger than fiction once we got used to it. Remember this quote from what they say is President Trump's favorite book, The Art of War by Sun Tzu. Quote, what the ancients called a clever fighter is one who not only wins, but excels in winning with ease. Hence, his victories bring him neither reputation for wisdom nor credit for courage. Unquote. So all of that is from Thomas Wichter's YouTube video of December 14th entitled, Yeah, I Think We're All Ready. More on Thomas Wichter later, but I have to get back to Brian Cates' recent thread in which the Wichter video was embedded. Cates says, let me explain why your your first impulse that he should just spill everything in the Oval Office address to the nation about China having control of the U.S. political class wouldn't work. How many people would have believed that back in March of this year if he had told them then? Looking into the camera from the Oval Office, March 2020, if Trump had claimed most of our country's political elites are compromised by the Communist Chinese Party, they're helping China sabotage their own nation. What do you think would have happened next? Over half the country would have never believed him, right? I mean, it it, it would have been, maybe 70% wouldn't have believed him. They would have reacted the same way that Neo reacted. In the Matrix. What is the Matrix? Control. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being into this. No. I don't believe it. It's not possible. But now... After almost a year of watching the behavior of governors of their states, the mayors of their cities, their lawmakers in Congress, deliberately trying to sabotage their own nation and chalking it up to Trump derangement syndrome, maybe people are ready to learn the brutal truth. The real reason many in the political class are trying to take down their own country is far more sinister than, well, all these elites have a bad case of Trump derangement syndrome. Give you something to think about. I got more. A lot more coming up. Doc Washburn filling in for the great one on the Mark Levin Show. As we enter the Christmas season, most of us stop to consider our many blessings. Well, Hillsdale College wishes to thank you for standing with them as they celebrate over 175 years of blessings. 
Since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive in Primus for free every month or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. Now, you know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money. This independence allows the college to focus on promoting its core purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, without any government interference. At no time in our nation's history has there been a greater need for the kind of classical liberal arts education that Hillsdale offers on its campus and nationwide. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the country. To learn more about Hillsdale College, visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. The media mad. Mark Levin, call in with your outrage. 877-381-3811. All right, Doc Washburn from Mark's affiliate in Little Rock, Arkansas, KARN, filling in for the great one on the 21st of December, 2020, sharing a um, an amazing thread from a buddy of mine, Brian Cates, who's a, a great columnist over at UncoveredEC.com and TheEpicTimes.com about what he says, what he thinks is, is really going on, and we're seeing more and more coming out in the news. Uh, Congressman Eric Swalwell, who claimed the president was Russia, Russia, Russia for all these years, turns out a Chinese spy helped him get elected and then put interns in his office and who knows what else. And Anyway, so Brian Cates says that people who have been chalking up uh, a lot of the unusual behavior in our political class to just Trump derangement syndrome, may be about to learn the brutal truth. The real reason many in the political class are trying to take down their own country is far more sinister than all these elites have a bad case, Trump derangement syndrome. What if the real reason all these powerful and influential Americans and state and federal government and corporate media and big tech are acting like totalitarians from a communist country is because... Are you sitting down? What if they've all become agents of a hostile foreign power? If President Trump had just told everybody this back in March when the virus lockdown started, probably around 70% of the country wouldn't believe him. How many do you think might believe him now, especially when the evidence accumulated over the past year is displayed. You have to ease the public into the fact that enough of the powerful elite class in America allowed itself to be compromised by hostile foreign powers that when they look back, the insanity of the past year starts to make sense. And Brian Cates' next tweet, he shares pictures of a number of liberal politicians and mainstream media types, and he says, none of these people are actually insane or brain-addled with Trump derangement syndrome. They do what they do because the Communist Chinese Party got to them by one means or another, and that is why they're acting like anti-American revolutionaries out to sabotage their own country. Listen carefully to what Trump says in the next clip that I'm about to play that Brian Cates embedded in his next tweet about what they've been, do- about what they've been doing to America 
to be exposed so they're removed from power forever. And the greatest act of treason against their own country that all these compromised people working together tried to pull off was attempting to steal the federal election of the year 2020. They've been stealing elections for themselves and foreign powers for years. Here is the president himself from a recent address. So we're not looking to show you 25 faulty or fraudulent votes, which don't mean anything because it doesn't overturn the state, or 50 or 100. We're showing you hundreds of thousands, far more than we need, far more than the margin, far more than the law requires. We can show many times what is necessary to win the state. Many very smart people have congratulated me on all we've done. The biggest tax cuts in history, regulation cuts, the biggest in history. We rebuilt our military. We took care of our vets like never before. Space Force and so much more. But then they went on to say, as big and as important as these events were, The single greatest achievement in your presidency will be exactly what you're doing right now. Voter integrity for our nation. It's more important than any of the things that we discussed. If we don't root out the fraud, the tremendous and horrible fraud that's taken place in our 2020 election, we don't have a country anymore. So with the resolve and support of the American people, We will restore honesty and integrity to our elections, and we will restore trust in our system of government. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless America. Wow. So Brian Cates continues. Trump just telling you back in 2017 or 2018 or 2019 or even back in March 2020, what they were doing to their own country would have led nowhere. 70% of the country probably would not have believed him. They had to be shown the brutal truth. They had to watch these people do it. Russiagate, Spygate, Obamagate, whatever you prefer to call it. What if we told you that it was run from Beijing by the Chinese Communist Party using its compromise agents over here in the U.S.? In our government, both the law enforcement folks and intel and diplomatic agencies and our U.S. corporate media, and our big tech platforms. Imagine you're about to take over a federal government where many of the key people in it are not only your vicious political opponents, but you know they're actually compromised and working as foreign agents for a hostile power. Would you even want that job? This man volunteered for it. He's going to get the job done. He's going to expose them all. Circle January 5th on your calendars. He's going to drop it all by then. Now, thus ends a remarkable thread by the great Brian Cates on Twitter. And I hope he's right. Next, I want to share with you another message from the great Thomas Wiktor, a columnist and YouTube creator whose works I enjoy. He attempts to explain why the president seems to have such a sense of serenity, despite the widespread belief he is on his way out in a few weeks. And by the way, we have a special clip from the... Acting Secretary of Defense in the middle of this, I think you will find amazing. 
So, here's what Wichter said on a YouTube video entitled, I Told You He Pulled It Off, that he dropped a few days ago. He says, so what's up with the recent, most recent big old hacking thingy? Old adages are always the best adages. Win a danger, win a doubt, run in circles, scream and shout. Then he posts a USA Today headline which reads, Russian cyber attack against U.S. Worst may be yet to come. Experts fear as Trump remains mum. As another headline which says, Intel experts claim the U.S. hit by a digital Pearl Harbor. Another one says, report. U.S. agencies responsible for nuclear arsenal targeted in SolarWinds cyber attack. Next, Thomas Richter says, okay, let's all settle down. It was spying, not an attack. Headline from Microsoft, which reads, A Moment of Reckoning, The Need for a Strong and Global Cybersecurity Response. He says this alarmist article actually admits the truth by using the phrase espionage-based assault. So here's who got hit. Microsoft data says recent cyber attack victims by sector. 44% of targets were in the information technology sector, including software firms, IT services, and equipment providers. 18% of the targets were U.S. government entities involved in finance, national security, health, and telecommunications, while 9% of the targets were government contractors who primarily support defense and national security organizations. And guess what? You can set tons of traps for these guys. I didn't know. I learned some pretty interesting stuff here because I'm not really an IT guy. Then he has a headline from Sirius Edge, Six Ways to Deceive Cyber Attackers. Aha! So you can use decoys that identify them. At this point, Thomas Wichter says he identified the location of every single person who threatened him in the past, and it was easy. He says, as always, you're being hoodwinked by con artists. We don't know what happened. It wasn't as bad as they're claiming, though. Now, let's go to acting Secretary of Defense Chris Miller. Now, do you remember this guy? Acting Secretary of Defense Chris Miller. He's a former Green Beret and veteran of many combat deployments. A few days ago, Chris Miller spoke of the first anniversary commemoration of the U.S. Space Force. At the end of his remarks, he said this. Mr. Vice President, I'm going off script again, I know, but uh, I just want to personally thank you. Uh, we've been through some stuff. We've gone through uh, some inc- some of the most complex military operations this country's ever conducted, and your steady hand and your leadership during those was uh, a great source of strength for me. Thank you for your leadership. Thank you for your character. Thank you for your selfless service. Thank you for commitment. Thank you for being a mentor to me, Mr. Vice President. And with that, the floor is yours, sir. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. The country has been through some stuff. On August 10th, 2020, Chris Miller became director of the National Counterintelligence Center. That center monitors communications and domestic threats to national security, and it gathers evidence. Chris Miller became acting secretary of defense November 9th, 2020. So since November 9th of this year, He says the U.S. has carried out the most complex military operations in our history. Things were so iffy that a former Green Beret took his strength from the example set by Mike Pence. Pence mentored a former Green Beret. And Military.com reported November 18th 
Acting Defense Secretary Chris Miller announced Special Operations Command will now report directly to him, putting it on par with the service branches. He said the move comes in recognition of the nation's increasing reliance on its covert covert forces. Wow, what do you think that means? Finally, Thomas Wichter says, did anyone else show you this clip? He says, did anyone else catch this admission and reverse engineer it the way I did? Well, Mr. Wichter, somebody might have, but, you know, I haven't seen it. I can't catch everything. I'd be surprised. So, you know, you might want to check out Thomas Wichter on YouTube. You might want to check out Brian Cates on Parlor and Twitter. But let me just say something here. Did you hear the president went on Twitter recently and invited all his supporters to come to Washington, D.C. on January 6th? He said it's going to be wild. I got a theory about that. And that is coming up, along with your calls at 877-381-3811. Doc Washburn filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. Mark Levin. As we enter the Christmas season, most of us stop to consider our many blessings. Well, Hillsdale College wishes to thank you for standing with them as they celebrate over 175 years of blessings. Since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive in Primus for free every month or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. Now, you know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money. This independence allows the college to focus on promoting its core purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, without any government interference. At no time in our nation's history has there been a greater need for the kind of classical liberal arts education that Hillsdale offers on its campus and nationwide. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the country. To learn more about Hillsdale College, visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. Hey, Doc Washburn, and for the great one, Mark Levin from Little Rock, Arkansas. So, you've heard the president went on Twitter recently, even if you're not on Twitter, and he invited all his supporters to come to Washington, D.C. on January 6th. He said it's going to be wild. Now, a lot of people saw that, and I think immediately assumed he wants millions of us to come to Washington to encourage Republican members of Congress to stand up to do the right thing and, you know, challenge, challenge the, um, the electors, re- reject the electors from the swing states with a lot of fraud. But what, what if there's a different explanation for the president's invitation for millions of his supporters to come to Washington, D.C. the day Congress meets to count the electoral college votes? All right, work with me here. When President Trump said this a while back. And we've caught him. We've caught them all. We've got it all on tape. We've caught them all. Did you believe him? Well, what if he really did catch them all? 
What if the invitation to come to Washington, D.C. January 6th is actually to a party, a celebration, if you will? Have you thought about that? Is that a possibility? If they caught him. 877-381-3811. Let's grab some phone calls. Uh, let me go to uh, Jeff. Jeff, you're on the Mark Levin Show. Doc Washington filling in. What's up? Hey, Doc. Massive fan. Uh, love when you uh, fill in. Thank you. I- I'm an optimist. I-, I want I want everything you're saying to be true, and I hope it's true, and I want Trump to another four years. Great. But even if he has all the proof in the world, even if he does, do you really think we could get a majority of Congress, which right now is, is Democratic, to vote in favor of him staying in office, meaning to forgo the electoral, the, the casted electoral votes? That's my question. Can, no, that's a good if- question. That's a good question. And, and I kind of doubt it. I, I don't think that is, is the way that it would happen, uh, which is why I kind of tried to lay this whole thing out. Um, to me, it looks more like... And, you know, I don't believe there should be or would be martial law, nothing like that. But I just think that um, it does look like uh, China using non-military means to do some kind of war against us. And uh, I don't know what that looks like. But if you got the, the, you know, Secretary of Defense saying that we just went through the most complicated uh, military operation in our country's history since he became Secretary of Defense on November 9th, I think there's a lot going on that, that we're not aware of. So no matter how this ends, Trump doesn't officially get into office for another four years. I mean, I, I, hope, I, I hope somehow... I, he... I think he will. I think he will. If, you know, um, but I... I I'm not sharp enough to be able to put all the puzzle pieces together. But I'm just looking at the stuff that's out there publicly. And I'm not a normal person like yourself. I eat and breathe and sleep and drink this stuff uh, 24-7. So when I came across the interim Secretary of Defense, this guy that was this incredible Green Beret combat veteran, talking about the most complicated military operation in our country's history happening since he became SecDef uh, November 9th and saying that he drew strength from Mike Pence. I'm like, well, now there's something you don't see every day, Chauncey. I'm like, wow, what in the world? So, you know, one of Trump's favorite books, maybe his favorite book, supposed to be The Art of War, written by a guy named Sun Tzu in China 2,500 years ago. Stuff in there about when you're strong, make them think you're weak. When you're weak, make them think you're strong. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I, when, I, I went to you first because when it said on the call screener, Jeff, no way Trump wins. I'm like, yeah, I want to talk to a lib. And then it's like, well, you're a fan, but you just don't see how it could happen. I don't know. We'll, we'll right. see. We'll know in a few weeks. We'll know in a few weeks. Jeff, I appreciate your call, brother. God bless you. Thank you very much. Um, I don't think it's really time to be fair to another caller, but you know, we got two more hours coming up and we'll try to get to as many callers as we can at 877-381-3811. What do you think about that? When Trump says, Hey, everybody come to Washington, DC on January 6th, it's going to be wild. It do- he doesn't sound needy. He doesn't say, sound like, Oh, I need your help. Please come help me. What if he's inviting everybody to a party? 
Have you thought about that? I'm Doc Washburn filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from, from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. And this is Doc Washburn filling in for the great one, Mark Levin, from his affiliate KARN in Little Rock, Arkansas. So, in the first hour of the program, we were talking about the possibility that President Trump inviting as many of his supporters as want to come to Washington, D.C., January 6th, come on to D.C. He said it's going to be wild. And I said, what if, what if instead of, as most people have uh, translated this into, gosh, he needs our help because Congress might not stand up and do the right thing and reject fraudulent electors from states with a lot of uh, fraud. What if instead of that, President Trump is actually inviting people to a party? Because he will have already really, really won. And so I had a question from a caller who was trying to figure out how in the world that would work out. And I've been thinking about it during the top of the hour news. I've been thinking about it. Okay, I want to see a show of hands. Who remembers all the October surprise stuff that dropped about Hunter Biden? All right. Now there's one clip in particular don't worry Mr. Producer I uh, I bleeped out the F-bombs but this is I don't know how they got it but this is an audio recording of Hunter Biden freaking out about what happened to his business partner a wealthy billionaire from China And I want to play that for you and then give you my theory of how this all might tie together so that by the time millions of Trump supporters wind up in D.C. on January 6th, it might really be an invitation to a big old street party because President Trump is not sounding needy. You know, I mean, now he'll go and campaign for Senator Kelly Loeffler and Senator David Perdue in Georgia, please vote for these folks. I need your help. But he doesn't sound like that when he's inviting everybody to come to D.C. on January 6th. I'm just saying. So anyway, here's Hunter Biden. And then I'll tell you a theory, a working theory that I have. All right, here's Hunter. I get calls from my father to tell me that the New York Times is calling, but my old partner, Eric, who literally has done me harm for I don't know how long, is the one taking the calls because my father will not stop sending the calls to Eric. I have another New York Times reporter calling about my representation of the, literally, Dr. Patrico, the spy chief of China. 
started the company that my partner, who was worth $323 billion, founded and is now missing. The richest man in the world is missing, who was my partner. He was missing since I last saw him in his $58 million apartment and signed a $4 billion deal to be the largest LNG port in the world. And I am receiving calls from the Southern District of New York, from the U.S. Attorney himself. My best friend in business, Devin, has named me as a witness without telling me. In a criminal case, and my father, without telling me. Wait a minute. My best friend, Devin, has named me as a witness in a criminal case, and my father, without telling me? He's only got one dad. Now, how did anybody get this recording to drop it in the first place in October of this year? Of Hunter Biden freaking out? And you know, uh, Tony Bobolinsky, former uh, Biden business associate, did a big interview with Tucker Carlson over on Fox in October alleging that Joe knows everything about what Hunter is doing and that they are certainly compromised by the Chinese communists. Okay? Now, this Dr. Ho guy that Hunter Biden was talking about in this recording, the spy chief from China, well, it also came out a little bit later in October that the feds, got a FISA warrant on Dr. Ho in early 2018. FISA warrant, Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. And they got these secret courts, a Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court. I don't remember if I'd heard about them before all the stuff blew up about low-level Trump campaign volunteer Carter Page. But I learned a lot. And when you get a FISA warrant on somebody, that means the court allows you to do surveillance on that person, but also you get two hops. What's that mean? That means that you're not only allowed to do surveillance on that person, but you're allowed to do surveillance on everyone that person communicates with. That's one hop. And then everyone they communicate with, that's two hops. So that's how they're trying to get Trump, you know, Comey's corrupt FBI, seventh floor, top command guys. They're going to try to get Trump through Carter Page. But fast forward a couple of years, you get a FISA warrant on this Dr. Ho guy, spy chief of China, who's tied in with Hunter Biden, and you get two hops. Wouldn't it be reasonable to assume that since the spring of 2018, the feds have been doing surveillance of Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, all kinds of folks back and forth. So, so if it's, if it's really true that the Bidens are as comprom- compromised, you know, 
by the communist Chinese, as Tony Bobolinsky, their former business partner, said. As, for that matter, um, a lot of stuff that came out. Hunter Biden, October surprise. Well, I mean, what if, because isn't it a seamless thing? I mean, Russiagate, Spygate, Obamagate, whatever. Sham impeachment over a perfectly fine phone call with the Ukrainian prime minister. What if, what if Trump really meant it when he said, and we've caught him, we've caught them all, we've got it all on tape, we've caught them all. And, and what if Joe Biden really meant it when he said this? Secondly, we're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. What if that's the one time Joe Biden's actually telling the truth? And again, what if foreign concerns like China were trying to, because uh, Trump said before the election, if you vote for uh, Biden, you're voting for China to take over this country. It's reasonable to think that China uses non-military means to fight wars with other countries. So, it's going to be interesting to see what comes out between January's, now and January 6th, because I, I'm, I'm just telling you, the Donald Trump that campaigns in Georgia for Senators Loeffler and Purdue saying, please, you've got to get out and vote, I really need your help, is not the same, it's not the same tone of voice at all as Donald Trump tweeting, hey, why don't everybody come to D.C. on January 6th, it's going to be wild. Sounds like a party. Doesn't sound like I need your help in D.C. on January 6th. And again, in another hour, we had the clip of Secretary of Defense Chris Miller, right? Well, just in case somebody, just in case somebody missed it, just in case somebody missed it, let me, uh, it's only 38 seconds. Let me, let me throw this back at you again. Mr. Vice President, I'm going off script again, I know, but uh, I just want to personally thank you. Uh, we've been through some stuff. We've gone through uh, some, some of the most complex military operations this country's ever conducted, and your steady hand and your leadership during those was uh, a great source of strength for me. Thank you for your leadership. Thank you for your character. Thank you for your selfless service. Thank you for commitment. Thank you for being a mentor to me, Mr. Vice President. And with that, the floor is yours, sir. You know, the president signed uh, an executive order back on September 12, 2018, stating that our election system is a critical part of our national security infrastructure. And it gives him the power to do all kinds of stuff 
to foreign entities that try to interfere in our election and to U.S. persons who aid and abet that information, that interference. I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, he can uh, take away their funds. I mean, seriously. Seriously, in that executive order, you might want to find it. It's not hard to use an internet search engine. It's long, and I have time to read it, but uh, he has the ability by that executive order to basically take away the funding mechanisms for foreign entities to try to interfere with U.S. elections, federal elections now. We're not talking local. And also to U.S. persons who conspire with them. So uh, what if the, uh, right there, Secretary of Defense, most complex, uh, <laughs> most complex military operation in the history of this country. Well, since November 8th, since uh, he took over on November 9th, huh? It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting in the next few weeks. I really believe it is. All right, we will get to your calls, I promise. 877-381-3811. Doc Washburn, filling in for the great one. <clears throat> Pardon me. Mark Levin. Mark Levin. Did you know your family can save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk from Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile? Think about it. What could your family do with an extra $800? You don't even have to sacrifice coverage. Pure Talk has exactly the same coverage, same bars as one of the big carriers, but they charge you half. You definitely don't have to sacrifice customer service. Their team is based right here in the U.S. and are some of the nicest people you'll ever talk to. So don't wait anymore. Get unlimited talk, text, and two gigs of data for just 20 bucks a month. And if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you for it. No, not even a penny. So go to puretalkusa.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll also save 50% off your first month. Folks, this is the best. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. All right, Doc Washburn filling up the great one, Mark Levin. See the shining sea, coast to coast, almost 400 radio stations. I was so excited when uh, Mark announced uh, the other day uh, some new affiliates. He's picking up the uh, the start of the year and moving up to earlier times than other affiliates, including the station I used to be on, WBT in Charlotte. Congratulations, Mark. You deserve it. Absolutely. All right. Um, Let's grab some callers, 877-381-3811. David from my old stomping grounds, Panama City, Florida, where I used to do talk radio. You're on the Mark Levin Show with Doc Washburn. What's up? Hey, Doc. How you doing? Hey, pretty good, brother. Doing all right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got a couple of minutes. Go for it. All right. I'll go quick. I wanted to corroborate your all you're saying about China right now. One of the questions that people always ask with this election I try to explain it like a criminal case. You've got to deal with means, and you've got to deal with motive. And when it comes to motive 
what people need to understand about China, and I'll speak my authority really quickly. I don't want to talk too much. Um, two sources. One is the Bible. It says that the wicked, there is no fear of God before his eyes. Okay. And uh, the Chinese Communist Party is wicked. They fear no one but the state. That's my greater authority, but a lesser authority is I've been in China, and about a decade ago I personally had my words modified by Chinese state media when I tried to talk about Jesus. And uh, instead of talking about Jesus, I talked about tourism in the local economy, apparently, <laughs> in the translation. Wow. Um, so, in, so in, the, in the translation? When, so they were, they were, you, you had a, a translator, and he didn't want to translate what you were saying to the, to the uh, people that didn't get English? Correct. It was official state media. I was there during a, a period of, we'll say, social upheaval. And yeah. uh, um, things went down, and when I tried to talk about the love of Christ and the love of Jesus, instead, apparently, according to a local that I spoke to later, uh, instead what I said was, I'm having a wonderful time here, and uh, tourism is great, and meanwhile, there's blood in the streets. Oh, good grief. Now, was this, was this when, uh, you know, 30-some years ago, Tiananmen Square, or more recently? or More, more recently, more recently. But still, and, uh, back yeah. In, back in Back in '09, before Xinjiang was a police state. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've heard it said that if people are allowed by the Chinese communist regime to come to the U.S., it's with the uh, understanding that you know, if they need them to do whatever over here, uh, that's part of the deal. The the national pride has been so ingrained. We have we have so spent so much time teaching our kids to hate this country. At the same time, China has been spending all of its time inculcating its youth with the love of the nation. People don't realize that every nation meddles in other nations' affairs. Yeah. But when it comes to the communists, they will not settle until the communist flag is planted there. We may meddle, wow. but, but we're wow. not trying to uh, fundamentally change a culture. They will not rest until the Chinese flag is everywhere. Well, it's going to be interesting, and, and, and David, I appreciate your call from Panama City, Florida. Thank you so much. God bless you, brother. It's going to be interesting to see what transpires between now and January 6th. Um, the words of the president, we caught them all. The words of the Secretary of Defense, most complex military operation in our nation's history since November 9th. What was that all about? Cyber warfare, perhaps. Who knows? I bet we'll find out, though. I'm Doc Washburn. Get into the conversation, 877-381-3811. Filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. 
Mark Levin Show, the pool feed for the conservative media. Dive in now, 877-381-3811. This uh, COVID relief bill today? Really? Let me see. Uh, $26.4 million going to the Kennedy Center. A billion going to the Smithsonian. $154 million going to uh, the National Art Gallery. $167 million going to the National Arts and Humanities. $14 million going to the Woodrow Wilson Center. Woodrow Wilson might have been our most racist president. I'm not sure, but he could have been. Uh, let me see. We're sending $1.3 billion to Egypt, $700 million to Sudan, $450 million to Ukraine. I wonder who that's supposed to shut up. Uh, half a billion to Israel, $130 million to Nepal, $135 million to Burma, uh, $85 million to Cambodia, $25 million to Pakistan, and American citizens are getting $600 each. So what a, what a deal. Such a deal. You kidding me? Unbelievable to me. All right, Doc Washburn filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. Let's grab some phone calls. 877-381-3811. Jimmy in Brooklyn, New York. It's uh, good to hear from you, brother. What you got? Yeah, it's a very interesting times. That's an old Chinese curse. May you live in interesting times. Well, we're heading for one hell of a time here. The world communist movement is exactly that. It is a world communist movement. During World War II, we didn't say the blonde-haired Nazis are marching in here, the red-haired Nazis are marching there. We just said the Nazis. We have to look at the communist movement that way. Right now, we're hearing more about communist China. But remember, communist China became communist because of the Soviets. The massive communist structure in America was built by the American Communist Party, which was controlled by the Soviets. So the threat we face today is still jointly Soviet, or what some people now say Russia mistakenly, but it's the Soviets and Red China. They're working together. We, we only can see one enemy at a time. Now, the threat to America is Russia, China, Iran, North Korea, radical Islam, the drug cartels, the KGB mafia, the Democrats, the media, the unions, the professors, the deep state. All of that was built by communism, mostly by the Soviets. So we have a hell of a threat. In Trump's first four years, in Trump's first term, you have the 100th anniversary of the Soviet Revolution, the yeah. 100th anniversary of the American Communist Party, the yeah. 200th birthday of Karl Marx. The yeah. communists thought they were going to win this election that Trump won in 2016. They thought they yep. were going to celebrate final victory or at least irreversible uh, you know, irreversible defeat of the, the bourgeois order. And then Trump parachuted in and stopped them all. So the left is absolutely, totally united. All the various Marxist and socialist movement totally united. And if you read Gorbachev's writings, which I have from 1986, he talks about China. He talks about taking away the image of the enemy, meaning the Soviet threat. Yeah. He talks about that building socialist movement in the bourgeois, the capitalist countries. Gorbachev was an evil genius. How did he fool America? I'll never know. But we should research who advised Reagan at that time, who came in and was pushing peaceful coexistence and detente. Detente yeah. and peaceful coexistence, according to communist writings, is needed to defeat 
America. Well, Jimmy, so wasn't it Khrushchev that, that said, you know, they'd be happy to go two steps up and one step back? You know, they're, it's, it's the long war, right? Right. And the Soviets write in their publications, which I have, they talk about the previous false collapses. They did a false collapse in, in the mid in the early 1940s. So while they did a collapse of the American Communist Party and the Communist International, which was fake, and they admit it at that point, they were surrounding President Roosevelt. They had influence and control of every department in American government, war policy, economic policy. They had their agents in the Manhattan Project spying on our atom bomb project. They had so many spies, they may have been spying on each other without even knowing it. Oh, so no. every time they collapse, they get stronger. So here we're on the and verge of, of total loss to communism or... If you're correct, I'm more of a pessimist. Yeah. If you're correct, this could be a major, tremendous awakening of the American people and maybe a turnaround. What Trump's followers should have done in Trump's campaign before he before the election, yeah. they should have been burning the communist flag. They should have been burning the communist flag at the rallies prior to this election. And we got to get people to wake up to this. Some Democrats, not all Democrats, are the enemy. If right. we could awaken part of them to the threat, we could split the Democrat Party between the hardcore commies and the loyal liberal left. That's you know, you make hope. you make a good point there, Jimmy, because I think if we ever find out what the true honest vote was in 2020 presidential election, I think you're going to find out that not only did Donald Trump, well, we already know, he had the highest percentage of the black vote, the Hispanic vote, the women vote in, in, in 60 years for a Republican candidate. But I think he probably has the highest number of registered Democrats voting for him in who knows how many years because he did bring a lot of them over. I, I guess we lost Jimmy. I appreciate your call from Brooklyn. Thank you very much, Jimmy. 877-381-3811. Let's, uh, let's grab some other calls. Uh, let me go to Debbie in Cairo, Georgia. Debbie, uh, I've heard of Cairo, Georgia. I'm trying to place it uh, on the map in my mind there. Where, whereabouts is that? 30 miles north of Tallahassee, Florida, and Roddenberry, Roddenberry's Pickles used to be there. Oh yeah, 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 and you got some, you got got some good barbecue places around in there. Okay, very good. What what you got, Debbie? <laughs> okay, um, I'm. I want to address what the last caller in the last hour was questioning about. If this election goes to the Congress, how are we going to overcome the majority in the House of Representatives? And I would like to um, explain the 12th Amendment and the um, mechanism that will kick into effect. Sure, and, sure. One, um, one, before, one, one vote for state. Yeah, and I should have said something to it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Before I get to the part we had talked about, I want to make one thing, two things perfectly clear. Number sure. one, the media is is trying to sell you on the idea that this will be a free-for-all. It will not Okay. Right. There will be one person in charge of the joint meeting, and there will be one higher authority and only one higher authority, and that will be Mike Pence. Right. Nancy Pelosi will be a congressman. Mitch McConnell will be a senator. Right. Okay. The Senate will elect 
the vice president. Each senator will have one vote. That's the second part. Right. The first part is electing the president. And that will be done. Each uh, state will have one vote. In the House, and right. The, the House of Representatives, there will be one vote for each state. Now, there's a whole lot more congressmen than that. So the determining factor on which party gets to vote is who has the most representatives in the state. Right. The Republicans hold 30 or 32. I don't know which. It's actually 26. It's 26, but that's enough. Uh, there's there's 26 for the Republicans, 23 for the Democrats, and there's one state that's uh, a tie. But 26 is certainly enough. Okay. Um, and that is how that will be allocated. So we have more, <clears throat> the Republicans have more votes right. than the Democrats. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, very good, and I appreciate you... Uh, you know, letting uh, Mark's listeners, uh, of course, know about the the Twelfth Amendment. God bless you, Debbie. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, I just, uh, I just still think, based on what the president is saying, and based on what the Secretary of Defense is saying, that maybe it doesn't even get to the Congress. We caught them all. We caught them all. That's what the president said, and Secretary of Defense said. Mike Pence really kind of bucked him up, kind of was a mentor to him in the most complex military operation in the history of this country. Since this guy became Secretary of Defense on November 9th, what if they did catch them all? And by and again, by the president's executive order of September 2018, any foreign entities trying to interfere any federal election, and any U.S. persons conspiring with them, the president can shut them down financially, shut them down. All kinds of sanctions. So, I mean, Debbie is absolutely right about the the 12th Amendment and everything if it, if it goes to the House, but what if... Uh, what if Biden's not even in the running by uh, by January 6th? I'm just, you know, just uh, thinking out loud. That's all. Thinking out loud. That's what we do in talk radio sometimes. More calls coming up at 877-381-3811. Doc Washburn sitting in for the great one, Mark Levin. Mark Levin. Did you know your family can save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk from Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile? Think about it. What could your family do with an extra $800? You don't even have to sacrifice coverage. Pure Talk has exactly the same coverage, same bars as one of the big carriers, but they charge you half. You definitely don't have to sacrifice customer service. Their team is based right here in the U.S. and are some of the nicest people you'll ever talk to. So don't wait anymore. Get unlimited talk, text, and two gigs of data for just 20 bucks a month. And if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you for it. No, not even a penny. So go to puretalkusa.com, enter promo code LEVINPODCAST. That's L-E-V-I-N PODCAST. 
And when you do, you'll also save 50% off your first month. Folks, this is the best. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. All right, Doc Washburn filling in for the great one, Mark Levin, from his affiliates, KARN in Little Rock, Arkansas. And a lot of people want to talk at 877-381-3811. Unlike some of our Republican members of Congress who have started using the term president-elect Joe Biden, I don't think Joe Biden's ever going to be president. And I have excoriated some of the members of the Republican congressional, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The Republican Congressional Congress out of, out of my own state, Arkansas. You know, I'm like, dude, if you let them steal this one, there's not going to be another, you know, oh, we'll get them next time, 2024. Yeah, that's not the way this is going to work. I happen to believe what the president said. You know, if, if if you vote for Biden, you're voting for China to take over this country. You're not going to like the way that looks. Let me just put it that way. All right, uh, 877-381-3811. Donna in Frederick, Maryland. You're on the Mark Levin Show, Doc Washington filling in. What's up, Donna? Hi, Doc. I uh, have really been enjoying your show, and I'm very intrigued by what you said at the top of the program. I'm not one to ever give up on my country my country or my president and um, with respect to the American people what we've all witnessed is how we've moved so far to the left we've moved into a nation of men not laws at this point in time and I'm very anxious to see some prosecution at some point with respect to all these criminal acts all the all the different gates Obama gate uh, Benghazi Gate, you know, we can go yeah. on and on, Spygate, yeah. the whole shebang. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, it has to start somewhere in the very upper echelons. For example, people question Christopher Ray. Many of us have questioned people in the CIA as well. Uh, some of the Vipers, as another caller said on a previous program, that surround our, our good president. I think what I'm waiting for is action and and expeditiously because I come from a family that suffered under communism. Wow. So I understand when they want to remove God and replace God with themselves. I understand the whole thing. Jimmy did a great job, by the way, explaining that. I have a tremendous respect for him. So I just wanted to share that with you, and uh, I'm still hopeful, and God bless you, and have a wonderful Christmas. Donna, I appreciate your call. God bless you too. What what uh, what uh, what nice words. Uh, thank you so much. Um, yeah, a lot of uh, Trump supporters for a long time have wondered why doesn't he fire FBI Director Christopher Wray? Because they don't think that uh, Christopher Wray is uh, on the president's side. But I'll tell you something: this president doesn't mind firing people. He fired an FBI director before. If he felt like he made a mistake with this guy, he'd be gone. The guy he did fire six days after Election Day was the Secretary of Defense. And as Sun Tzu says in The Art of War, 
Make your plans dark and impenetrable as night, and when you move, fall like a thunderbolt. And he fell like a thunderbolt on his Secretary of Defense, Mark Esper. No notice. Fired him just like he fired former FBI Director Jim Comey. Another thing that I believe the President believes is he doesn't mind if people don't understand the way that he and his cabinet secretaries work and whether they're getting along or not. Another thing Sun Tzu says in The Art of War, the president's favorite book, let your enemies think you're strong when you're weak. Let them think you're weak when you're strong. Trust me, if he thought Christopher Ray was in any way stabbing him in the back, he'd be gone just like Comey was. Just a thought. All right, uh, 877-381-3811. Let me go to uh, Chris in Frederick, Maryland. Chris, you're on Mark Levin. We've got a couple of minutes, brothers. Make it count. What you got? Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. I should have said Doc Washburn filling in. Go right ahead. Yeah, how you doing, Doc? Hey, uh, you touched on that uh, executive order that uh, Trump signed in 2018. I first heard about that from Lynn Wood. On an yep. interview he did, and he kept making this big deal. He said, listen, just go read this executive order. So yep. I did. And, you know, it says <clears throat> if there's foreign interference in an election, Trump has the authority to, you know, it's like a domino effect. He tells this person, this person makes a report. They tell this person within like yep. 30 days. So maybe now the time frame is playing out. The reports are in. I don't know. What do you think? I think he was telling the truth when he said he caught them all. And I think there is voluminous evidence that came out in October about Hunter Biden that Hunter and Joe are compromised by the Chinese. And I think it's going to get very interesting between now and January 6th. You know, Joe Biden himself, Joe Biden himself said we put together the most comprehensive uh, voter fraud organization in American political history. For once, I believe him. Does that mean we get Kamala now? I'm just wondering. I mean, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, uh, Joe Biden's not inaugurated yet, and I don't think he will be. And so Kamala will stay in the Senate. i got to run to it, brother. Great call. I appreciate you. 877-381-3811. More calls coming up at the top of the next hour. Doc Washburn filling for the great one. Mark Levin. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. All right, Doc Washburn from Mark's Affiliates in Little Rock, Arkansas, KARN, filling up the great one. The call-in number to join the conversation, 877 877- Pardon me, I had to hit the cough button. 877-381-3811. You can find me on Twitter and Parlor. Now, here's a question for you. Have you ever yelled at the TV or radio when somebody said something you disagreed with and it frustrated you? You couldn't actually communicate with that person about why he was so wrong. 
Well, one of the things we do on talk radio, and one of the things I want to do tonight is to represent you, especially if you're firmly persuaded there's no way in the world Joe Biden actually beat Donald Trump on Election Day 2020. So here it goes. Did you know former South Carolina Republican Congressman Trey Gowdy now has a podcast? I recently found out about it when I heard an ad for it on the radio, and the ad had this little clip from his podcast. We've got to find a way to stop suggesting that the only way we can lose is if the other side cheats or the other side suppresses votes or the other side commits fraud. We can all lose. And all it takes is the other side to get more valid votes. Okay. Now I'm in radio, and I know ads for talk radio shows or podcasts are put together and put out there for one reason, and that reason is to get you to listen. So I wondered if perhaps Trey Gowdy was being taken out of context. I mean, it sounds like old Trey here is suggesting that uh, maybe we should just chalk 2020 up as an election Joe Biden won fair and square. And you and I both know that didn't happen. So hoping against hope that Trey Gowdy had actually been taken out of context, I went online, found his podcast. It was one from November 10th of this year. And I listened to the whole thing. And sure enough, Trey Gowdy was not taken out of context. Yikes. So, the, um, the first thing I noticed in his podcast was this. So there are a couple of things I want us to think about. Some of them you will agree with and some of them you may not, but that's okay. It's where my mind is right now. And if you do disagree, I want you to tell me. Because just because my mind is somewhere doesn't mean I'm right. Okay, let's take a crack at this. Now remember, if you get really frustrated when people tell you President Trump lost and you and he should just get over it, I am your voice tonight. Just like Marcus when he's here. Now Trey Gowdy says he wants to hear from you, but he has 1.2 million followers on Twitter and almost a million and a half people liking his Facebook page, so the odds against you being able to actually get through to him are astronomical. I mean, not as bad as the odds of Donald Trump leading in all the swing states on election night and then, after they simultaneously stopped counting in five or six states, losing the next day. One statistician said the odds against that were one in a quadrillion to the fourth power. So not that bad. But still... The odds of your comment coming to Trey Gowdy's attention are something like 1 in 2.6 million, so still pretty unlikely. But that's where I come in. Since Trey Gowdy used to work in Washington, D.C., where Mark's show airs weeknights on 105.9 FM WMAL, and Trey Gowdy still has lots of friends in D.C., and Trey also lives and works in his hometown of Greenville, South Carolina, where Mark's show airs nightly on 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station, odds are if we talk about Trey on Mark's show, he will hear about it, which is a good thing because, once again, he does say that he wants to hear from you, right? 
Okay, so Trey, you say you want to hear from us if we think you're wrong. Okay, Trey, you're wrong. Let's tackle the first clip of substance and speak for the overwhelming majority of Mark Levin's listeners, and I'll tell you why. Here he is again. We've got to find a way to stop suggesting that the only way we can lose is if the other side cheats or the other side suppresses votes or the other side commits fraud. We can all lose. And all it takes is the other side to get more valid votes. All right, Trey. May I call you Trey, by the way? Your podcast that I'm playing clips from dropped a whole week after Election Day. And it was obvious by then that there was massive fraud. Now, the fact that you can chuckle about it while trying to downplay it says a lot about you, Trey. But wait, but wait, but wait, but wait. There's more. There's a reason we have words in the English language like upset, surprise, underdog. Each of us can lose. Jesus lost a voice vote to a guy named Barabbas. Michael Jordan lost. Muhammad Ali lost. Mike Tyson lost. Tom Brady has lost. Jack Nicholas lost. And one of my political heroes, Abraham Lincoln, lost a lot. A lot. So we can all lose. Well, sure we can, Trey. And you're a great orator. I mean, you have given speeches which have brought many people, including me, to the verge of tears. You have the gift of gab, Trey. You have a way with words, Trey. So sure, we can all lose, Trey. But the fact that you are ignoring the widespread fraud and cheating again says a lot more about you than it does about this or any other election. And now, to put the cherry on top of the banana nut sundae of former federal prosecutor Trey Gowdy's hypocrisy, if it please the court, I enter Exhibit D into evidence. Another one of Trey Gowdy's political heroes. This exhibit has been edited for length, but not for context. People do sometimes remember how we won, and sometimes they remember how we lost. I really, really like a United States senator by the name of John Thune from South Dakota. He lost the race for the United States Senate. It was either in 2000 or 2002. But he lost by something like 500 votes in a statewide U.S. Senate race. I mean, can you imagine losing a race by 500 votes out of all the votes cast? Wait for it. I mean, 500 votes is close in a local race. That's close in a race for city or county council or sheriff. 500 votes is like nothing. So, of course, John Thune had the right to ask for a recount, right? Except he didn't. He said, if there there don't appear to be irregularities, I'm not going to ask for a recount. It was close, but I lost. So he didn't ask for one. What he did was gracefully concede. Wait for it. And then he did something else. He ran again two years later for the other U.S. Senate seat. And I'm convinced in part because people are wired to remember the good that we have done. They are wired to remember how things end. 
and what feeling they are left with at the end. We're almost there. And the good people of South Dakota were not left with a protracted recount for their U.S. Senate seat until he won the next time he ran for the United States Senate. And I'm convinced I can't prove it. I can't help but think a little bit of that goodwill he generated is what maybe propelled him to victory the very next election cycle. Okay, I get it, Trey. You want to pretend Senator John Thune not contesting an election for United States Senate in South Dakota 18 years ago in which there did not appear to be irregularities is the same as the presidential election at hand in which foreign concerns are attempting to steal a landslide election away from President Trump and the American people. You uh, want us to think they're both the same thing, right, Trey? To quote the great Kane Koa over there on Twitter, every incumbent who gained votes when he ran for re-election has won re-election for 150 years. Trump had 11 million, 11 million more votes in 2020 than he did in 2016. Every incumbent in history ever who has won 75% of his primary vote has won re-election. Trump won 94% of the primary vote in 2020. So we're supposed to believe Beijing Biden outperformed every presidential challenger in U.S. history from his basement. Biden would be only the second president in 168 years to lose Ohio, Florida, and Iowa. Biden would be the first in 60 years to lose Florida and Ohio. Biden would be the first in 40 years to lose the Bellwether counties. One of the biggest U.S. election miracles ever. Must have been all all those high-energy crowds that always turned out for Joe Biden. Right, Trey? Trey, come on. Give us a break. Now, in the interest of full disclosure, he goes on in his podcast to say, well, you know... uh, voter fraud, I mean, how much would you be willing to put up with? Just a hypothetical. Talking about, you know, going forward, etc., etc. But the point is clear. The point is clear. Trey Gowdy, former federal prosecutor for 16 years, who never lost a case, clearly wants us to think that it would be only fitting and proper for Donald J. Trump to let them steal this election. And I find that abhorrent. And I find that disgusting. And uh, I think it's a despicable thing to suggest Because I've said it before and I'll say it again. If we let them steal this, there's no coming back. If we let them steal this, the fraud will be baked in. And we'll never have another free election for president in this country. Again, that's why I'm so thankful 
at some of the things the president has been saying recently, but also some of the things the interim Secretary of Defense, Chris Miller, has been saying. And I don't think they're going to get away with it. A lot of people think that we got what we deserved with Obama in 08 and 2012. And a lot of people pray for God's grace and mercy in 2016. And we were spared a President Hillary. And a lot of people, millions of Americans, are still praying for God's grace and mercy in 2020. So as the president would say, we'll see what happens. 877-381-3811. Doc Washburn filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. Mark Levin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. All right, Doc Washburn filling in for the great one, Mark Levin, from his affiliates KARN in Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, let's grab some callers at 877-381-3811. I have not given up on this president, and I believe that he is going to be inaugurated again January 20th and serve a second term. All right, let's grab some callers. Uh, Barry in Donnellan, Florida. You're on the Mark Levin Show with Doc Washburn filling in. What's up, brother? and already wish Mark a, a blessed Hanukkah. Uh, yes, sir. We share both in our family. You know, uh, when when I hear um, uh, on the, in the gym when I'm on the bicycle, because they have a, a screen on the wall, CNN people saying, uh, there's no evidence. There's <laughs> no evidence. <laughs> and then, then, I, then I hear Barr saying, there's no evidence. There's no evidence. Yes, Barr... Uh, uh, a huge disappointment. To okay, me. wait, 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 wait. Uh, Barr didn't say there's no evidence. He said, we, speaking of the Justice Department, haven't yet seen enough evidence to think that an election could be overturned. But in the same article from the Associated Press, way down in the article where most people don't read, and the AP, I'm sure, put it down there for a reason, he said, I think a lot of people... Um, want the Justice Department to do what what could probably be more if effectively achieved by civil lawsuits, just for what it's worth. But I know a lot of people very disappointed in uh, in in Barr. But after after he made that comment and he turned in his resignation letter, it was full of a lot of things that President Trump had achieved, which had nothing to do with the Justice Department. I mean, all over the place. And President Trump said. What a great guy he was, and we've had such a wonderful, uh, you know, working relationship. So uh, take that for what for what it's worth. 
Well, he disappointed me, and when when it came crucial, and he's a great guy, according to all the people who said he's a great guy, but including I, the I, president. Saw down, and I'm really uh, not very happy about it. But uh, the bottom line is, they've been after this president for five years to get rid of him. The yep. same attorney, Mark Elias. You know, he's the guy yep. who. Uh, who, who uh, handed millions of dollars from the Clinton campaign to uh, to steal and the Russians to uh, take him down. Same guy who went and had all these consent agreements around the United States. He's infamous. He's infamous. Well, do you believe what President Trump keeps on saying, we caught him, we caught him all? Well, you know, uh, they they caught a lot of people the last four years, but uh, where in the hierarchy of the DOJ or the FBI has anyone gone to jail? Nobody. No, no, this, I believe this is going to have a lot more to do, and I I appreciate your call, brother. God bless you. Thank you. Merry Christmas. I believe this is going to have a lot more to do with the president's executive order from September 2018 about foreign interference in the election And from what the interim Secretary of Defense, Chris Miller, said, I think it's going to have something to do with them. I don't believe there will be martial law. I don't think that's needed. I think it's kind of a cyber warfare kind of thing. I think we're going to find out between now and January 6th. Should be interesting. I'm Doc Washburn, 877-381-3811. Filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. The Mark Levin Show, where we create the talking points. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Doc Washburn filling in for the great one, Mark Levin from Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, I wonder, I wonder if you have heard this, any, you, you may have, I don't know. Barack Obama was on recently with Stephen Colbert, uh, the guy who does the uh, political late-night show on CBS that uh, Letterman used to do back when it was funny. And um, this is about 30 seconds. And I'm wondering, does Barack betray himself when he says this to Stephen Colbert over on CBS? what you know now do you wish like you had a, sec, a, a third term um, 
And I, I used to say, you know what, if, if I could make an arrangement where um, I had, a, I had a, a stand-in, a front man or front woman, and, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats mm-hmm. looking through the stuff, and then I could sort of deliver the lines, but somebody else was uh, doing all the talking and ceremony, wow. I, I'd be fine with that. Oh, I'm sure he would. I'm sure he would. A lot of us think that that's why Kamala Harris is the vice presidential nominee for the Democrats, because nobody thought Biden picked her. I mean, Biden can't even have a hard time figuring out whether to pick uh, chocolate or vanilla pudding, you know? Mr. Producer, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was five days. Five days before they announced who Biden's VP pick was going to be, Biden went out to to a podium somewhere, I guess, in uh, Wilmington, Delaware. And he was holding a a clipboard and a piece of paper on the back of the clipboard. And somebody did a, like, zoomed in on the piece of paper. And it was bullet points about why Kamala would be good, uh, good, you know. Positive stuff about Kamala. Did you hear about that? And so everybody said at that point, okay, well, that's who he's going to pick. Because they would have had to give him some bullet points because she, you know, just eviscerated him on a debate stage, basically, you know, implied he was a racist and old buddy with segregationists back in the 70s, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I'm saying? So uh, a lot of us think that, uh, you know, Obama, uh, Kamala was his girl, you know? Why would you pick somebody that had to drop out of the race months before Iowa or New Hampshire or South Carolina, Nevada, any of that happened. What? Because she reminded Biden of himself. Well, hey, come on. Come on. Let's have a little decorum in here. (laughs) But you're right. 1987. Ah, the first in a thousand generations to go to college. Plates rising. Neil Kennick from the UK. And then in 08, Biden didn't even make it to New Hampshire in 08, did he? Yeah, maybe that's it. Sure, 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 sure. Barack didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah, let, let, let's go with that. <laughs> All right. All right. Eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one. Let's grab some phone calls. Uh, Herschel in New York City. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Doc Washburn filling in. What's up, sir? Hi, Doc. You, hey, this is a great show. I got to say. Um, I Thank you. I have one comment and two questions. But for you, you are a hundred percent right. I would not be surprised if if Trump does win this and he invites us to. A, to a, on the sixth to a party because he was right on everything since the beginning of his presidency. He yeah. was right when he said there was no Russian collusion. And I, he was right about the vaccine. He was right about Hunter Biden when the media didn't want to cover it. He was right on every, he was right about closing the borders when the scientists weren't talking about it uh, early on. And the question I have is, you know, the FBI didn't want to tell us about Eric Swalwell. Um, before the election, obviously because we're cracking down on them with hurricane, with crossfire hurricane investigation, right? So uh, they only told us about after the election because they didn't want Trump to win. 
But my question is, if it's not surprising with the claim of the Chinese spy, but why did China feel a need for spies in our country if they owned Hunter and Joe Biden? And then my second question, um, you said that that the president won because he had more votes than any other incumbent president. I, I'm just wondering, because there were a lot more mail-in ballots on both sides, right, Republicans and Democrats? Yeah. So could, does can it be that more people got mail-in ballots and that's why you got more votes? I agree with all the other statistics, and I, yeah. I totally agree that it was fraud here. But just that point, uh, I'm just asking. Well, let me get to your first question first. Um, why do they need spies like, uh, you know, if they own, own Hunter and Joe anyway? Um, I think the Chinese Communist Party wants to uh, cover all their bets. And I think they want to really infiltrate as many different people as they can. And what has come out recently is the allegation that this uh, this Chinese female spy, Fang Fang or Fong Fong or however you say her name, Cynthia Fang, um, she uh, financially helped Swalwell get elected to the U.S. House in the first place in 2014 uh, and then, you know, placed uh, Chinese spies in his office as interns. You know, Dianne Feinstein, they say, had a... Uh, a Chinese spy in, in her office, uh, part of the time he was a chauffeur for like 20 years. Um, so, you know, I think that their influence is widespread. Um, you, you know, I take you back to early, early this year when Mike Pompeo met with all the governors of all 50 states and said, hey, Chinese Communist Party has a list of all you guys, all you governors, and there are three columns. The guys that are basically doing their bidding, the guys that are against them, and the guys in the middle are kind of ambivalent. They're not sure about it. And he's like, hey, guess what? I know which column each one of you guys is in. And these are Republican and Democrat governors. And I'm like, wow, wow. Okay, now, but let me get to your second question. Um, and and I kind of lost it in the, I kind of lost track of it. If you could restate it, I would really appreciate it. It was about the fact that more people got mail-in ballots, so that's right. why maybe Trump got more votes than any other incumbent president. Uh, well, with mail-in ballots, uh, conventional wisdom is that more Republicans like to vote on Election Day. Now, did a lot more Republicans vote this year mail-in because of concerns about COVID? Yeah, probably, probably. But bipartisan commission several years ago, uh, Republicans and Democrats, including Jimmy Carter, just said that mail-in, universal mail-in ballots are just rife with the possibilities of fraud. Very dangerous, not a good idea, don't want to do this. Um, and so I, I think the mail-in ballots are where a lot of the fraud uh, took place. You know, because in the swing states, you got allegations that signatures weren't uh, checked, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but Herschel, I appreciate your call, brother. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Thank you very much. Um, okay, let me see who else we can get here. Let me go with uh, William in Lexington, Kentucky. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Doc Washburn filling in. What's up? Thanks, Doc. Appreciate you filling in for Mark uh, this week. And I'd uh, like to wish uh, you and your family a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. You too, brother. Thank and you. And mainly we'd like to, uh, to wish the... Uh, Young servicemen and women who are manning the pickets around the uh, around the world and away from their families this uh, holiday season, a uh, 
Godspeed and uh, happy holidays from a majority grateful nation. Amen. And Trey Gowdy talks a lot, doesn't do much. Uh, That's a my shame. My point I was calling about was I, I think you're pushing the envelope a little bit with uh, the defense secretary's comments. Okay. I may have missed uh, the comment uh, where he said uh, his comment was since he has taken over as uh, defense secretary. Uh, he was a Green Beret for a long time and uh, and has been on the administrative side of the House for a while. So he's had a lot of opportunity to deal with uh, Vice President Pence. So okay. like I said, I may have missed the comment where he said it's been since he's uh, been the uh, Secretary of Defense, but I think it's they've had a lot of opportunity to work together. Well, and, and you know, may, maybe you're right there. I inferred it from what he said because – I got the distinct impression he was talking about since he became Secretary of Defense, but did he say those exact words? Uh, no, he didn't. But I mean, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll play it back again after the break. Um, but, but do you hope I'm right? <laughs> oh, absolutely! I, I absolutely hope that there's a way uh, constitutionally and legally that uh, President Trump gets another four years. I absolutely yeah. think we need it, and I hate to think of what's going to come if it if it doesn't happen. Right, and and now have you have you looked at his uh, executive order from September 2018 about foreign interference in federal elections? I have not read it directly, but I've read about it numerous times in various articles and people's okay. different interpretations of it. But I, yeah. you know, exactly. Okay, uh, read the entire thing myself. Well, you know, it, it it couldn't hurt. I mean, it's it's very uh, very well written, and you know, it really makes the case he can lower the boom not only on foreign entities who interfere in the U.S. federal election, but also in a, uh, really come down hard on any U.S. persons that he's got proof that conspired with them. And you know, you're looking at all this stuff and all this money that we know based on everything that came out in October about Hunter, um, not just the uh, the materials that came out, but again, um, Tucker Carlson's interview with uh, former Biden associate, Tony Bobolinsky, um, that Joe was in the thick of it, you know? And, and there's even one message from Hunter complaining to a family member uh, that his dad takes a cut of everything he gets. So um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. William, uh, Merry Christmas and, and Happy New Year to you and yours, too. God bless you. Thank you very much. And uh, and we'll play that clip one more time from the interim defense secretary, uh, Christopher Miller. I've been getting people texting me on my phone, friends saying, oh, that was great, please. I want to hear it one more time. And I was like, oh, I don't know. But then William election in Kentucky, they're saying, okay, all right. We'll do it again. Uh, plus, uh, as many of your calls as we can fit in before we get out of here at 877-381-3811. Uh, Doc Washburn continuing, filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. Mark Levin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. 
More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. All right, Doc Washburn filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. One more segment. And uh, by popular demand, once more, we have a little clip from the other day, I think it was Friday, uh, when they were celebrating the first anniversary of the Space Force. And interim Secretary of Defense, Chris Miller, who before he got that post was the head of the Counterterrorism Center and has a lot of experience being a Green Beret, a lot of combat activity in Iraq. As he was about to introduce Vice President Mike Pence, he got kind of emotional. And it was just an amazing, amazing time. And here it is. Mr. Vice President, I'm going off script again, I know. But uh, I just want to personally thank you. Uh, We've been through some stuff. We've gone through uh, some some of the most complex military operations this country's ever conducted. And your steady hand and your leadership during those was uh, a great source of strength for me. Thank you for your leadership. Thank you for your character. Thank you for your selfless service. Thank you for commitment. Thank you for being a mentor to me, Mr. Vice President. And with that, the floor is yours, sir. All right. There we go. There we go. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. All right. 877-381-3811. Let me go with uh, Bill in Denton, Texas. Bill, you're on the Mark Levin Show. Doc Washburn filling in. What's up? Yes, sir. Uh, Bill from Denton, Texas. And if uh, President Trump is not successful in his right election that he should be elected to, the first day, if he gets beat by Joe Biden, I'm going to ask President Trump to immediately start a third party, which would be the conservative party, or we could move it in a different direction uh, as far as names go. And then immediately, I think he should go out and recruit conservative people to start a new party, because this Republican Party is a total joke. There's none of them support Trump. I don't care who it is. Yeah, Bill, and I appreciate your call, brother. God bless you. Thank you. Um, I've been very, very upset and disappointed about the number of Republicans in Congress who don't support this president. But I believe that he's going to have a second term. I believe he's going to be inaugurated January 20th. And then, then he can decide what he wants to do with the Republican Party. Then he can decide what he wants to do. And I don't know how, uh, you know, a third party would do anything other than uh, elect more Democrats, but, um, you know, 
President Trump is a lot smarter than I am. So we'll see. We'll see. All right, uh, let me go to Don in Indiana. Don, you're on the Mark Levin Show with Doc Washburn. What's up, brother? Uh, a few things I'd like to say about this whole situation. I have listened to Mark Levin for years. I have followed Hannity. I have followed Fox News. I have followed a whole lot of people. Yes. Putting that aside, uh, Trump was a Democrat for a long time. Yep. I mean, I mean a very, he, 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 he put a lot of money into both parties. Yep. Uh, so let's say he has learned the Democrat tricks. Yep. He knows how they operate. Yep. Uh, I believe he, I believe he has caught them all in a huge problem for our country. And I believe in the near future, and I hope it's a very near future because I got a lot of my Democrat buddies that's been chewing my butt. Yeah. He brings it all forth, and I hope uh, things are rectified. Uh, Donald Trump should be our next president. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Don, let me ask you, before we run out of time, he said over and over again, we caught him. We caught them all. He even said it to Biden's face in the debate. He said, got you on tape. Uh, do you think that's going to make the next few weeks kind of interesting? It's going to be huge. It's going to, I, <laughs> I've got family and friends in federal government, uh, more than people that are trying to uh, make things the way they want them more than the way they should. Yeah, I'll just put it that way. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, brother, we got to run to it, but I appreciate your call. Thank you very much. Appreciate everybody tonight. Uh, appreciate Mr. Producer and Mr. Call Screener. Thanks so much to the great Mark Levin for letting me fill in. Uh, this is going to be online in case you want to hear it later. Uh, it's the Mark Levin Rewind, right? Doc Washburn from Little Rock. Thanks so much. Until we meet again, it's the Mark Levin Show. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.